0: can I see if mine's working?
1: Yours is working. That, that's okay. okay. Good. Yours is working. Who's right. that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that, boys? <voice>? Who that? <laughs> uh, hello, and welcome to episode one hundred and fifty-seven, take number seven hundred and twenty, uh, take five. I don't know. This is this is the uh, this is this is the re-recording, the successful recording of the recorded episode from hell. Mm. Uh, But you two are here now, so what I did is I replaced everybody but me, and now the recording's going to work.
2: Of course. And and if it doesn't, well, then we have a common denominator between all these episodes here, huh?
1: The mixer. Uh, Yes, the mixer, (laughs) of course. (laughs) You are correct, sir. (laughs) The mixer. So, this is Bill. Who do I have here for our wonderful listener?
0: Uh, Benjamin here. And this is John.
1: Honey-tongued John, as they say The man with the voice So, we just finished playing a game As is our want to do And uh, that game is the new hotness <laughs> The the game that even um, the master of hype himself, Tom Vassel, said May just be a little overhyped but he still likes it, even though I think his video review, have either of you watched the video review?
0: I haven't seen it, Bill. no.
1: <laughs> so, so he spends half the video review talking about things he doesn't like, and then it's Tom Vassel, so, right? But then he's like, yeah. but it's a really good game, and I highly recommend I it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, But we just played Tapestry. Uh, John, your first game of Tapestry?
0: It, it was, yes.
1: Um, my fifth game of Tapestry and Benjamin your third?
2: Yeah I believe it's my third game.
1: So Benjamin uh, very kindly when this game drifted in to my life completely unexpected um, yeah it's so sad because I've had this for a while now like I got in the pre-order and I've had it for long enough that telling the story now is like no big deal when I got it I had done the pre-order, and three days later, this game shows up at my house, and I'm like, holy crap, does that even happen? So, um, but has been absolutely blowing up charts, hotness lists, reviews. Um, so, Benjamin, you didn't watch any reviews on this before we played, right?
2: I have not. I came into it, uh. Pretty cold. much fresh. Cold. How about yeah.
1: you, John? Have you, had you heard anything about this? No,
2: I didn't read.
0: So the only thing, so I get some emails from Stonemire Games, um, and that's literally the only thing I'd, I'd so seen on it, it, and it was just like, okay, this is a game we're doing, this is going to be our civilization game. That's all I knew what, about it, except I knew what the box looked like.
1: Okay. So it was kind of interesting the way Stonemaier Games went about putting Tapestry out, Um it had been in playtesting for a while. It was it was coming up. I think this was Project Clay, I want to say. And um, this is one of his projects. I think this might have been Project Clay, but it was one of them. And all of a sudden he was like, I'm going to be doing a new game called Tapestry. No other information. And then it was, it's a civilization game. Like a week later or two weeks later, and then no more information. And then a couple of reviewers got it. Uh, Jamie Stegmaier posted a playthrough, right, and showed some components. A couple of reviewers got the game. They were able to record playthroughs but not release their review opinions on the game. Okay. And there was a – and to right up to the day of the pre-orders going live – uh, was that was the day they were able to allow to release the reviews. So you couldn't get a review online uh, anywhere of this game until the day you could pre-order it.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um, so we've played a couple of Stonemaier games. They, they don't have a huge library of games. Nope. Um, and I Bill, own most of them. <laughs> and Bill, you have most of them. I haven't played a Stonemaier game that I didn't think, you know, wasn't
2: a top-notch production. Same here. I would uh, agree with that. Mm, yeah, not not a single one that I haven't thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, the two games of his I don't own, or the two games that he produced I don't own is I don't own Wingspan, but I've played it. Top-notch production, great game. Yeah. And... um in between the two castles of Mad King Ludwig, and we actually had a copy of that at the Spring Fling, which was very generous. Um, I didn't get a chance to play it. I know the people that played it liked it. I think um, I can't remember who won it now in the play and win, but I, I remember um, it was either it was probably either Heather or it was um, yeah I don't remember, but. Um, but I remember the people that won it were happy with it. I have not played between the two ca- uh, between two cities, or nor have I played Castle of Mad King Ludwig. Ludwig. So yeah. the mashup of those two games really for me is like, eh.
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is somewhat of a parallel. Um, do you guys think that publishers are starting to get worried about the? Um, information available on a game before it's released? Do you think that they're starting to worry that it, it may be that there may be starting to get some reviews out there that are negative for whatever reason that have no basis. And the reason I'm, I'm suggesting this is Mm -hmm. um, a couple weeks ago, a a video game got released called Borderlands three. And it was, I don't think the other Borderlands games, I don't know if you call them AAA or not.
2: They um, were By s- technicality, I guess, by budget-wise, technically they are, but they, they aren't that style that you're no, talking about. No, yeah. no.
0: But um, they didn't give out any review copies until the week before the game released. Oh, wow. Um, so there was this big hubaloo online through, from some people saying... Don't pre-order this thing. Cancel your pre-order. Don't get it. This game is garbage.
1: I don't know if we're seeing that in in board games. games. Okay. Um. And I and I'll tell you why. I this seems to be an oddity to me
0: because what we what I see, Bill, is a lot of times when guys are doing kickstarters. They've released a preview copy to yes. as many review entities as they possibly can, so or, they get or some
1: key review or key reviewers.
0: Yeah, so they get some credibility. So you know that you're actually getting something that's the design is somewhere. Yep. as opposed to some of the Kickstarter's that have been out there, they look great visually, and then when you get the box open, you have some miniatures to paint.
1: But there is still the some like if there, there's sort of a cadre of reviewers, right? Yeah. So, Man versus Meeple does a lot of reviews. Yeah. Uh, Tom Vassell on the Dice Tower, various entities of the Dice Tower does a lot of reviews. Um, You know, uh, Rado still is a great place to go right. for reviews. Uh, Beast of War is still, yeah. you know, they get. So, I mean, there are, and there's there's more than that. I mean, there's probably a good 20 to 30 yes. kind of major name reviewers based on your style, right? Yeah. Um, Undead Viking or whatever.
0: Yeah. And did you already mention Secret Cabal? St-
1: well, so Secret Cabal... <laughs> I haven't seen them get Dude, review was, copies. Okay. They buy a lot of copies. Like, I listen to Secret Cabal, yeah. I, and I really enjoy the podcast. They get a lot of... They play a lot of games. games. I don't know how much they get in review, review copies, because I usually hear them talking about the games they play... Once it's released. Their, right. Once it's released. They play games for review, but I'm not hearing them get pre release okay. copies in.
0: So, I think... Is that the sort of the same thing with um, Shut Up and Sit Down? and um no pun included
1: i would i think so cuz okay, shut up they, and sit down i go to really like primarily the stuff i've seen for them is stuff that's been out a while like yeah. i just watched their game of thrones stuff and you know it's stuff that's been out for a while we are we are not at the same level of listener with our one listener <laughs> but i mean <laughs> But but, but they're we very appreciate much,
0: the one listener. We,
1: oh no, we do. Uh, but what I was going to say is it's very similar to what we're doing, right? We're we're playing games that have been out. Sometimes we'll hit newer games, sometimes older games. But we're playing the we're playing games and reviewing them, not getting not as a reviewer, right? And there's a lot of like Z Garcia and those guys are paid reviewers as yeah. well. Um, Rodney Smith. Rodney Smith gets all the how do you, you know, the, the, yeah. the watch it played stuff in. And a lot of times he gets stuff in early, which I think is brilliant from game companies. That said, I'm not seeing anybody pull back really from that. I think, and I, I kind of want to get Jamie on the show to interview him because I, I think this was, I think this was a, a stunt that worked. Yeah. but I think it was well, a
0: stunt. It didn't work. I mean, he's got a great product. Spoiler. That would
2: be but, yeah, yeah. That would be really sad. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: You know, because I've I, like John was mentioning this earlier. I we have seen, or at least me and John have seen this, you know, happen in video games, and it's at least from the video game perspective side of things, it's been a very negative sort right. of yeah experience. Thank goodness this was like very positive and how it turned out. Now let's.
1: I will. I will point this out. As somebody who I was uh, – I, as somebody who was watching this because I was very excited to hear a new Stonemeyer game, Civilization game, I'm going to be – I figured I'd be into this. Um, well, let's just stop at new Stonemeyer game. And I was already <laughs> <really> <laughs> something else to but, um,
0: but when's the last time somebody came out with the new Civ game? That a lot of folks were excited about. And
1: there, there hasn't been that, many. I
0: think that genre kind of yeah. It it, it might have gotten a little bit burned out because Civ games have a tendency to take.
1: Oh, they're big, they're long they're, long, they're complicated. yeah, and, and then
0: they started getting ported to the digital side.
1: Although technically, a big Civ-like game was released last year. Ti four. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, But no, I I get your point, and you're 100% right. Um, I was very much looking forward to this coming out, and there was actually a lot of people who went on BGG and put absolutely negative reviews. Ones, twos, threes. And their reviews, and it was before the game, was out with reviewers. And their thing was... Nobody should be. Yeah, there were other people that were very excited in rating the game sixes and sevens. So people were like, nobody should rate this game high that it hasn't hasn't played it yet. So we're gonna negate, right? We're gonna negative review it to try to balance, quote unquote, balance things out. Now, now that it's out, uh, spoiler: very few negative reviews yes. on this game.
0: I, so, I think on BGG they shouldn't let you put reviews in on Kickstarter games. You obviously you haven't played is, it.
1: That has always been a big. I mean,
0: you shouldn't argument. be. Able, I, I don't know. You shouldn't be able to review a game before it's released.
1: I, I mean, oh, uh, is it Oathsworn? I was looking at um, <laughs> Oathsworn, which nobody really has a lot of information on. It's a campaign, a world-building campaign, campaign game, game that's coming out next week. From when we're recording, already has thirteen ratings. (laughs) So next next week on
0: Kickstarter. Next
1: week on Kickstarter, it's coming out a year or two later than that. I mean, some people have
0: played. Okay, some people have played the preview games at Gen Con
1: and that sort uh, of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it's kind of hard with the. I, I agree. I would like to see BGG say until a game actually hits its official release date.
0: But if you played it at Gen Con, you played really about 10 minutes right. of gameplay. Yeah.
1: And they tag reviewers. You can register yourself as a reviewer at on BGG. So let the reviewers put ratings because they're already tagged as reviewers and lock down ratings until the release date. I, yeah. I would be very cool with that. So, So that brings us to Tapestry. We've talked a lot about the hype. The hype was real. <laughs> right? I mean, th- the hype was, was a serious thing. Tapestry is build. Uh, this one's tough for me. Uh, Tapestry is a two-hour game for one to five players designed by Jamie Stegmeier. Create a civilization with the most storied history, starting at the beginning of humankind and reaching into the future.
0: You can, you can play it solo, Bill?
1: You can't. It has, like most Stonemaier games these days, it has an Automa. Okay. Wow. Um, Okay. So let's talk about this for a minute. Because you said it before. It's a Civ game. It was billed as a Civ game. People got excited for it to be a Civ game. I'm not sure I agree it's a Civ game. (laughs) It is a game inspired by civilizations.
2: The theme is a civilization. The
1: theme is civilizations. but
2: it doesn't—it doesn't feel like a Civ game to it, me either. Yeah, I, yeah. It, yeah.
1: I heard the phrase: "It's an engine building game with a Civ game
2: wrapper." Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. I don't
0: see you having to. I don't see you having to build up to milestones and then take branching choices like you do in most Civ games.
1: Yeah, I don't see branch choices. All Um, and and
0: milestones are just different ways you get points, as opposed to different achievements you get.
1: So, but I mean, I guess let's um, let's drop back. Let's let's go with the basics, right? We we have a formula. Let's follow it. uh, Yeah, not mess up. So, tapestry released in 2019. It has been out a whole whopping month. As we speak right now, it came out right around Labor Day. Uh, One to five players. It says it's best at three. Community says it's one to four players. I've only played it two players and three players. Uh, Three player was certainly interesting. I'm looking forward to playing it at more. 90 to 120 minutes. Let's come back to that. Uh, Weight of 2.82 out of five. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, currently a 7.7 on the rating. And uh, already in a month, 2,000 ratings for this game. So, a 7 says, It is a good game. I am usually willing to play. A 6 says, Okay, I'll play it if I'm in the mood. An 8 says... Very good. Enjoy playing, and I would suggest it. Um, I actually put this at an eight for me.
0: I would. I would agree with you, Bill.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd say an eight. Uh, now, do you think that's because we're?
0: Do you think because it's No,
1: this is the first time I played it. Right? So,
2: yeah. Not. I definitely. I don't think that for me, just because. I really like this style of game, and I've always enjoyed it. And, you know, every Stonemaier game that I've played, I've, I've always enjoyed it. And right. it, it's just this style of game I just really like doing. And the more of it I can get, the happier I am. <laughs> it,
0: it also has a lot of replayability.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I've, so, yes, yes, I agree with you. I mean, I've, I've played it five times now. I've gone with a different strategy. I, my game has been different every game. Now I do feel like I'm starting to drop down and see certain strategies that are hugely beneficial, regardless of the cards and things you get. But the cards can sway you one way or the other. Um, yeah, I put this at an eight. I think it's going to stick at an eight for me for a while. Um, I would suspect it will. Um, I'm not sure what the complaints are, really. You know, I mean, seven point seven is still fairly, yeah, it's still pretty high. So, um, especially for the BGG crowd. What do you think about the weight? A Civ game, even if it's not a Civ, an engine building game, 2.8 out of 5.
0: I think that's a bit low.
2: I don't know. Um, I actually don't. I, I don't think know. Okay. To, be, to be totally honest.
1: I think that's because it was your first game, and it okay. looks overwhelming. Yeah. I can remember uh, Benjamin and I played our first and second games together, and... Um, I can remember coming out of the first game, going, "Okay, there's a lot here," and then I jumped to the second game and was like, "Ah, got it."
2: Yeah, because like this game, I don't know, it just felt so so straightforward. It clicked, right? Clicked, and like there. I mean, it, it didn't feel like that. It was like, oh, you know, I was so much weighing on my mind of this or that or this or that, you know, sort of thing. And okay, now I
1: have, and I've noticed this in the games you and I have played, Benjamin. I have run into more analysis paralysis than you have. Mm -hmm. It seems like you kind of get it, have a plan... I still run into points where I look at the board I, I think I said it earlier tonight, right I'll be like, I got a plan, I know exactly what I'm doing, oh crap, they just did that, huh, <laughs> okay, let me rethink this, add up some points right, uh-huh. do some quick math, carry the four <laughs> <laughs> so so you think it's a little uh, that rating's a little light where do you um where would you say the complexity you were seeing the complexity
0: John so for me, so that the complexity would be um. You've got the board, then you've got four different tracks, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um so you've got four different advancement tracks. You've got the game board itself, then you've got besides your You have an income your, board, you a city an, board. You have an income board and then a separate city board. Um and then you can and then you build points and return resources from the city board, from the to from to from the income board. Okay, from the city board to, to the, the income, income board. board. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, that's good. You you made that sound complicated.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how
1: you put that. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was my
0: first playthrough. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but as opposed to a bunch of other games, I felt like you since. With a bunch of worker placement stuff, you can get locked out of spaces. You can get a decreasing return on some of the actions you would take. Right. Um, but you don't get resources removed from you and you still have those choices open as you play the
1: game. So it That's a really yeah. good point. This is very much a non blocking game. Yeah. The only place you could really get blocked out is in the the military. Right, the military track, Conquer track. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I. Okay, so I think we kind of agree with, for the most part, a couple of changes off the Board Game Geek ratings, but we're, we're kind of in line with the community, uh, or a little more positive than the community. Let's talk about how the game plays. So, you get a board. Yay, board! Uh, beautiful components. Mm-hmm. Even before you get to the buildings.
0: Yeah, and top-notch quality. Right?
1: Yeah, I, the plastic buildings pre-painted, you get this whole set of buildings, uh, which, with the exception, I think we all agree, of one, are fantastic. <laughs> then there's that one building that is not nearly the size it says it is. Yeah. Oh, boy, and
2: it confuses everybody <laughs> every single <laughs> game. Every single
1: game. So the board is double-sided, rounded corners. Uh, What's on the other side of the board? The other so you, okay, so I guess I didn't show you that. So the side of the board we're playing on, the other side of the board is larger, has more islands. Each of the starter boards that we had for city boards is spread out to its own island, and that's the four- and five-player board. Okay. All yeah, right. so basically you're playing either one, one to, to three-, three. Or you flip the board for four to five. Four to five. Okay. Um, so, you know, that's kind of cool. The board has a track on each of the four sides, and that track is 12 spaces long.
2: Yes.
1: Each of the tracks is 12 spaces long. Um, the tracks are named different things. So, Conquer, uh, Explore, Technology and Science, Exploration. Technology and science. Uh, you have an income board. Really nice, uh, thicker paper. Right. I mean, it's not quite a cardboard, but it's, a, it's sort of a grittier.
0: It, it felt like it had um, like a, like a, a plastic it, plastic right? finish. So, so it, it, almost yeah
2: yeah, it felt like kind of like a textured cardstock sort of thing. Yeah. kinda. I'd say.
1: So you didn't
0: feel that. I I wanted to say. I don't think you should test it as a as a coaster, but it looks no. like you know. Yeah, it may be able to take a little bit of accidental I,
1: I would agree spillage. With that. Yeah, yeah, I would mm-hmm. agree with that. So you have your income board. Um You got twenty little tiny houses. You got a straw hut. You got a wood outhouse. You got so, this sort of the, reddish. I don't know what. Yeah, and, then, <laughs> and there are twenty <laughs> houses. Pagoda. I mean,
0: they're all. Instead of being uh, a maple house, they're a plastic. Yeah, they're yeah. A plastic cast house with lots and lots of detail on them.
1: Yeah, they're nice. Um, so, I mean, those go on your board. You um, you have a bunch of the outposts. How do you describe the outposts?
2: Uh, they look kind of like a, I like a, like a hexagonal tower i guess somewhere. like really little tower yeah though. really really little tower yeah not
1: yeah. towering like like a midget tower <laughs> not even a midget tower like a little ant
2: tower a fun size tower
1: a little fun, a fun size, size. <laughs> yeah yeah like like little ants not big ants <laughs> little ants
2: uh uh-huh.
1: um, yeah so you get 10 of those uh and then there's so that's your income board you get this map this this I really, I'm not even a Sudoku player, and that's the best way I can describe it, is a Sudoku map that has a label on it, right? Uh, it's, it's a 9x9 nine by, nine by nine grid split up into 3x3 three three grids.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, it's got some dots on it, and they're all different, right? Different distribution. And then you get these wonderful purple cards, which are civilization cards, So, what are some of the... Benjamin, what are some of your favorite civilizations?
2: So, probably one of my favorite civilizations, playing to my ego a little bit, was the Heralds. Their whole shtick, uh, at least the funny sort of thematic-wise, is that they are there to preach about how awesome they are to everybody, (laughs) which is fantastic. Um, And... uh, we have those, and then another one that played was the Alchemist, I think is what it was. He was super interesting. Yeah, the Alchemist was a push-your-luck type of thing. Yeah, push-your-luck kind of mechanic. Um, and then what were, what were the ones that you had? I had the Militarists, where I had uh, basically
1: the Militarists start with all of their outposts on their civilization board, and then they place it off of there and get benefits for conquering. Um Today I played the
2: uh, Mystics? Yeah, Mystics was what it was.
1: Which then made the little snide joke about they're not really magical and see the future; they just plan really well. <laughs> Good project management. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you, what did you play today, John? I played the historians. The historians, that's right. The historians who revel in the achievements of others. Yes, yes.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I felt like I propelled John pretty far up. With you that. guys, did a great
0: job.
1: You <laughs> were great at playing support.
2: So uh, my wife played the.
1: Uh, oh, my wife played the nomads. I think it's the I think it's the nomads, where they don't care about their capital city, so they uh can drop their buildings on the actual primary map itself hmm. instead of putting them in their capital city. And what's interesting about that is that blocks conquest, because two pieces of plastic and a square. So uh yeah. there's some interest. Yeah. So basically you get this civilization with a special ability. Um That's the setup. You take two of your outposts, you put it on where your capital city space is going to be, and you jump into the game. Once you get into the game, there is a grand total of two things you can do every turn, and then your turn's over. And yes, I'm smiling at that too, John, because even though it's two things, you know, and this is the part that reminds me of other Stonemaier games, right? Right, Scythe, there's one thing you can do every turn. All you have to do is move this pawn right. and then spend three hours of analysis paralysis trying to figure <laughs> right. out what that just did.
2: Oh, is that not true?
1: <laughs> so I do think that inspiration, right, the... Let's give a limited number of things that you're going to do. Make those things gener- easy, but generate analysis and impact in the game. I think this Tapestry has done a great job of taking that forward. I won't say quite to the next level, but definitely forward, right? Yeah. And look, the rule book's four pages. Yeah. And it's a deep game, and it really is a four page rule book that thoroughly explains the game and yes mine is the question up on bgg where i couldn't figure out one of the rules that's clearly written exactly how it's meant to be played (laughs) because what we had we had three three four people looking at that and three three gamers (laughs) one non-gamer and only the non-gamer went but why can't I do this other thing? And I was like, but you just, you just can't. And then found out that, <laughs> no, because none of us can. <laughs> so, um, the thing that we're talking about, just real quick, there is a way to read a, sp- a very specific part of the rules of the game where it may look like you get resources off the board itself. You don't. You just don't. You only get your resources during your income off your income tracks. Boys and girls, only the tracks.
2: <laughs> so. We make mistakes, so you don't have to. Right.
1: <laughs> so, um, um, income. John, do you want to describe the income phase?
0: Um, sure. So the
1: game Keep starts, starts off. for him to yeah. say no when I ask him. No.
0: <laughs>
1: so the game starts off with
0: uh, with the income phase, um, but you only get to really do one thing. On the income phase. On your first turn. On the first turn. Right? Everybody does. Everyone's first turn is the same. You get what? One one
1: of every resource, a tapestry card, and a tile. And a tile. Yep. And that is receiving income. Yeah. Um, Because that's all you have uncovered on your income tracks. So everyone starts (laughs) off at the same level. Same place.
0: Yeah. Um, Of course, the, the thing that does make each player unique is the civilization you picked at the beginning of the game. Right. Yeah.
1: And then where you choose to go. Yeah. Um, So you are going to play, and this is where some of the asynchronous nature of the game comes in, you are going to play your game. You're going to take an action. Right. One of the actions is take an income turn. Yeah. The other action is go up on a track. We'll come back to that and explain it. Yeah. Um
0: but once you take five income you f- turns, you're done. You're done. And your first turns an income turn, so your fourth one. Right. sort of actual of actual gameplay. You're you're let's say you're you're not necessarily out of the game, but you can no longer score any points unless well, you've no, actually, way, you have got
1: something weird. You are you are not going to play anymore. You can still score or points, points that are reactionary Jenny. points to what your opponents are doing. Gotcha. Yeah. So if you had done things, in our so in our game, John happened to have the longest play. Benjamin and I were out sooner than John. Um, had you done things that would have scored us points, we still would have gotten the points. Gotcha. Uh, so you could have bumped us up. You didn't, but you could have <laughs> if you had been kind.
2: We're not going to hold it against you. <laughs> I so, figured you
0: guys had
1: it. <laughs> so, so on the second, third, fourth income turns and part of your fifth, but the first and the fifth are going to be truncated income turns. A full income turn starts by take the use the ability that's on your civilization card. You then move on to the second part, which is play a tapestry card. You then, in the tapestry cards, well, let's come back to that, too. So, play a tapestry card. And you'll play a tapestry card into your next slot for an era. Uh, the third part is to upgrade a technology and then score victory points as they show up in your income tracks. And then you're going to take income.
0: Re- yeah. And then you got to, yeah, gain resources. Gain
1: resources, yeah.
0: Based off of how you've... Upgraded your little tableau, your income tableau,
1: right? And then that's the income turn. Um, so within that income turn, let's talk a little bit uh, about tapestry cards. I mean, mm. the
2: game is called tapestry, so these got to be important, right? Well, funny thing is, is it's kind of debatable on how important they are, but they are they are a significant portion to the game. I would
1: argue that the one place the game can
2: break is. In the tapestry cards. there's <laughs> Some pretty gross stuff you can do with them, certainly. Um, but for the most part, tapestry cards are kind of... There's two sort of, I guess, technically a third category. But there's really two kinds of categories of tapestry cards. You've got these kind of one-off play effects that when you put the tapestry card, something happens. Either, you know, you generate some points, you get some resources, something happens on the board... Yep. Um, So it's like that sort of one-off effect. There's also a second or another effect, which is instead of something necessarily happening immediately, it's for the rest of the era that you're playing in. So that means until you take your next income Income phase, phase, this general effect, this ongoing effect will be in play for you. And technically there's a third one, but I think it's best we go over that in a different section. I agree.
1: So tapestry cards can be really... They they are one deck of tapestry cards. They get shuffled up. So there is no staging, right? There's no, hey, here's the early era tapestry cards. Here's the late era tapestry, late game tap. No, there's a, a deck. And you're just going to take tapestry cards. You must play a tapestry card. Uh, there's a very, very rare circumstances where you won't have one in your hand to play. Uh, often you're going to end up with more than one. You'll have a couple to choose from. Uh, usually not more than three, but uh, there's ways to get many. And some of the tapestry cards are kind of kind, right? I mean, I'm um, trying to think of some basic ones. I didn't have really kind ones this turn. <laughs> oh, um, you know, I had one. It was whenever you play one of your income buildings. So one of the buildings that's on your income tableau into your city get 3 victory points that's pretty nice that was a that was a it was a good play it was very kind it was very nice it didn't really that hap- that worked for the whole era um one of the other ones i got today which was a little stronger was when you play it advance once on every one of the tracks don't take the regular action on the track but if you get a bonus action get it for free strong strong mm-hmm. right um let me think. Uh, what, what, do you remember the ones you have, Benjamin, so, you have had or the, that you had tonight, John?
2: Uh, so, yeah, I had... Um, I had The uh, nice ones. The nice ones. So, I had nice little socialism is, is what I had. Socialism, yeah. Yeah. So, it was interesting. What it was is I could either choose to go up a track to the closest player or down the track uh, to the closest player. Um, and then we also... What else did I got? Um, I got one that was...
1: <sighs> like one of the ones I threw away tonight was Theocracy. Theocracy is one that's really nice that basically says, um, "Don't adv- you are not allowed to advance on the science track, but every time you achieve a new level and there's four levels on any of the other tracks, get extra victory points. I think it's four or five victory points. Mm. Um you had one, Benjamin, that said don't go up the military track.
2: Yeah, but I would get points whenever somebody else, else went up, went up the military, military track. track too.
1: What were yours, John? Yours were pretty so, nice tonight.
0: Yeah, I well I had one I didn't play. Capitalism um gave you uh gave you victory points whenever you scored the money bag resource or played the yellow houses. Okay. So that was so that went on for the whole era. Um there was one you got victory points. Um, for every track that you're ahead of other players on. Uh, let's see. There was another one that gave you victory points for the amount of um, innovations you had. Um, I kept pulling one that said, you get the effect that somebody else has on another <laughs> victory point track. But oh, if there's a yeah. bonus yeah. effect, mention
1: that. they get that one for free. <laughs> so funny you mentioned that one. Yeah, that was one of the ones that we found to be not so nice. nice. Okay. <laughs> right? Where you yeah. basically, that's not espionage, but I forget what it's called. And there's God, because I did that one to you. Oh,
2: yeah, you did that one to I me, and it was really good.
1: <laughs> really good. I mean, literally, I played that card, and Benjamin stopped advancing on it. The track he was going for the win of the game, he stopped advancing until he could force me oh, out of the that was
2: That was the science one, right, when I was at yes. the top, and I was about to get all those, yes. like, cascading bonuses. Yes. And I'm just like, really, Bill, you got to do this to me? So, I mean, I
1: can't remember the name of the card, but the, the card literally says, pick an opponent. Every time they go up on a tra- pick an opponent and a track, every time they go up during this era on that track, you get the bonuses too. Wow! Or get the benefits gotcha. too. Gotcha.
0: Okay. So and this card wasn't that good. Uh, yeah. oh, was good Oh no, no, this this was, yeah, okay. this one. So, so the same
1: thing that I got when I played that tap- uh, the tapestry card about your technology allies, yeah, or the allies. This was similar to that, but basically, I would have picked you. Think about this. I would have picked you. And the technology track. track. Yeah. And then I would have just progressed with... It wouldn't have progressed my piece. I just would have progressed with you and gotten all your benefits okay. too. Um So I did that. Now let's talk about really not nice. I did that. Benjamin's like, no. So he burned through an entire era of mine taking turns and dragging out the, the game to not advance on the science track. So I then played espionage, which lets me lets me copy yeah. one other tapestry card on the board. <laughs> and spent a second
2: <laughs> doing the same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was great. I was so angry. Because <laughs> I'm like, yes, okay, I got built to the next, you know, era, so I don't have to worry about this stupid card of him getting all these bonuses. Wait a second, what did he just do? Do it like?
1: again. <laughs> um, there is some really, really mean... <sighs> Not mean, but strong tapestry cards. And you can get them in the beginning of the game.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, because, like, I I think the first game we played, I had, like, a really strong combo with the Heralds. Yeah. Where, like, it was the first card I played was, I think, Renaissance. So I advanced everything up. And the Heralds, they're allowed to let you redo the effects of once-per-turn tapestry cards. Right. So, like, I just... I just shot him way the heck up uh, using that.
1: Like, there are some really, there's some incredible combos, and I think where the power would shift kind of out of control is if you happen, it's all random, this is where the randomness comes in, but if you happen to pull the right combo of your civilization with one or two back-to-back strong tapestry cards, you're unstoppable. Opinion. Purely my opinion. Doesn't make it a bad game at all. But cuz I don't think they're going to come up much. But yeah, there there's kind of whoo. Mm. There's some crazy ones in there. Um yeah. so those are the tapestry cards. Um Yeah, I I think that's the city, city scoring. Mm. Yeah, I keep throwing this to you, Benjamin, but of everything in tapestry, there are two things you really should talk about, and John just stole one of them from you. Yes. Which is, John's going to talk about technologies when we get to it, because clearly he is,
2: he is... The techno whiz kid.
1: Albert Einstein, Nikola Tesla, rolled into one. (laughs) So, uh, but you are clearly the urban planner out of other games I've played with you. Oh, so, oh. let's talk. Tell tell us how the city. Yeah, Frank Lloyd is. Wright of
2: Northern Virginia. <laughs> like, Frank Lloyd Wright. Nice. Wow, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know why this mechanic I've latched on to so hard. Like, every <laughs> single game I've played, I've gone super hard in the city building. So, so, the city building's interesting. So, one of the things we touched on at the start was everybody gets this unique sort of capital city where they all have certain squares filled in. And um, the whole idea of the capital city is that you will be placing buildings either from your income tracks, those buildings we mentioned before, or buildings generated from other sources onto this board. And what you do is there are certain times where you're going to what's called score your capital city, where you will get points based off of the number of completed rows and the number of completed columns in your capital city. Uh, There is one other thing Uh, Relating to your capital city is, uh, we mentioned that it is a nine by nine grid, but it's broken up into three by three squares. Right. Um, Whenever you fill in completely one of those three by three squares, you will get an extra resource. So there's a lot of things. And it's
1: important to know that, like when you look at the boards to begin with, the dots that are on there are already filled in. So you're not going to build over them, and they're going to count towards that filled in. Either completed rows and columns or the filled in three by three section.
2: Yeah, so it, um, there are you. There's a lot of things where you plan on going where you're like, okay, this is going to be super good for me early game. Going to fill this in, get that extra resource I talked about. Or you're like, oh, you see this three-by-three three square that has no dots in it whatsoever. I really want to, you know, find a way to get a building Nine-by-nine nine
1: building in there. Yeah.
2: You know, when <laughs> three-by-three building. <laughs> and, uh, you know, get that all at once and feel super good. But... uh but it's a really interesting component I really like. Um, it's just kind of like the, the sort of puzzle aspect of you, you can get a heck of a lot of points, which I think I did in like my second game of where I had so many rows, so many columns. And, and you I was... start
1: double and triple scoring them. Yeah. yeah,
2: and then there's ways to, in your income phase, or when you go to your scoring in your income phase, to score certain things multiple times. And I went heavy on that of just scoring all the all the rows and columns of the city. Yep. But, uh, but I think that basically goes over the city.
1: So that's pretty much everything that addresses the income phase. The other action, right? So taking an income phase is one, or income action is one action you can do. The other action is advance on a track. As we mentioned before, there's four tracks on the board. And each of these tracks is split so that they all require, or they're all tied to one of the four resources in the game. Glory, which looks like a star. Food, which looks like a mushroom. Uh, people or workers, which looks like a gray clay Buddha. And uh, made out of plastic. And... Um,
2: uh, then then d- 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 the, oh, the money mushrooms. bags.
1: And uh, yeah, okay. and a money bag. Yeah, a money bag. So the four, and they're all going to break down like this. Level one or tier one is going to be any resource, random resource that you want to assign to advance on a track. Doesn't matter the track. Tier two is going to be. The resource that's assigned to that track. So, for example, glory is the resource assigned to military or to conquering. So it would be glory plus a random resource. Tier three is the assigned resource plus two randoms. Tier four is two of the assigned resource. And you pay for the space you're moving into. And then you look at the space and there's something there. So there's a basic action for each of the tracks. The basic action of the military or conquer track is to conquer and you will place one of your outposts on the board adjacent to somewhere you already control control being a space on the board that has your outpost standing up. That's a key standing up and, um, and, Conquer is the, is the default action. Uh, now, if you try to conquer into a space where one of your opponents is, you knock their outpost down and now you control the space. Except when they have one of those special tapestry cards Benjamin mentioned mm-hmm. called a trap. And if they have a trap, you place your outpost, and as you are casually reaching over to knock their outpost over, they go, haha, I have a trap. And they then take a resource... And you knock your outpost over. Now, one of the nice things about conquering, except when they have a trap, is you get to roll two dice, a black dice and a red dice, which are the military dice. Uh, One of those dice has victory points on every side of a variety of numbers. And the other dice has resources on every side. And it's a variety of resources. And there's a special side on each one of those dice. The victory point dice says, the special side says, take a victory, take one victory point for every sp- space that you've already conquered, or that you control, sorry. And the special side on the resource dice say, take the resource of the space you just conquered. Not all spaces have resources, but most do. So, that's conquering. Now, let's say you move on to the basic action on the science track. The basic action on the science track is the other dice that's in the game, which is a 12-sided dice that's covered with symbols for every one of the four tracks on the board. So it's a unique 12-sided dice. It's a unique 12-sided dice. And you roll that dice, and you then advance on whatever track the dice says to advance on. Because so that's how science works. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, science is you're you're yeah you know what? But it's funny you say that. I I, I can see yeah. that joke. But you're using science to advance somewhere else. Right. Is how I've always seen it. And maybe you're using science to advance science. Um, in some cases, when you roll that science dice, the advancement doesn't give you the benefits. In some cases, it does. does. Um. Exploration. Exploration is where you get more tiles. Amusingly, that is not the quote-unquote default action of exploration. Exploration, you get to place a tile on the board. When you place the tile on the board, you look at the different um, terrain that's on your tile. You try to line up each of these hexagonal tiles into a space so that you have shared, uh, basically, you're sharing uh, terrain, and you get a point for each side that matches. And uh, at the very, very, very highest level of exploration, you break the game by going to space. (laughs) And that can break the game. It doesn't always, but it can. Okay. We'll leave that at that. (laughs) (laughs) And the last track is the technology track where you go to this other deck of cards and get a technology card. Hey, John... Now that you've taken Benjamin's light-up crown, would you like to wind it up and give us an explanation of how technology cards work after your first game? Sure, because um, you seem to have mastered it.
0: <laughs> okay, um, so there's there's a separate set of cards, uh, the technology cards. Uh, you have a um, you have a marketplace of three of them. So there's usually there's, there's three of them out at a given time. Um, You can take an action on the technology advancement track. Uh, It can give you different things to do um, as far as interacting with these cards. It can let you get a new one. Um, It can uh, wipe out the marketplace and cause the marketplace to refresh. Um, And get a new one. And get a new one. When when you get one of these cards, they have uh, three different stages. Um it's uh what they they come in as X, X X circle, circle and, square. and square. So um X is the base and you get no bonus for them except unless you've um uncor uh uncovered that on your scoring tableau. Um and then on each card you have your uh circle and square after that. So sometimes on the technology track you can advance a technology card, which means you take it out from the X and you bring it up to circle or from circle to square. Um, and then the card will tell you what advantage you get from doing that.
1: Um, now, there are some prerequisites to try to get to the top level of the cards. Um, some of them are a little hard. Most are not. Uh, most I've found are, you know, not too, not too extreme.
0: Yeah. Um it is we which guys, who who mentioned that one of the first technology cards that came out in someone's playthrough is time travel. Yeah, that was so uh, that was
1: so listening to, to listening to uh, Dice Tower talk about the game, apparently one of the hosts of Dice Tower, Eric Summer, his his first technology card that came out was time travel. Yeah. And and I think the comment was, Well, where do you go from there? The answer is backwards.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it, the funny thing, Ben's first technology card today was air conditioning. Oh, yeah. So we were picking like stuff like, you know, paper, you know, glasses, <laughs> glasses. ammonia. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. My civilization started and they're like, okay, you know, we got food, we got shelter, we got a little bit of land. What next do we need? Air, air conditioning. conditioning. <laughs> it's hot out it's here. Air. Oh, and and I guess thematically, too, my starting city was a desert, so...
1: Well, there you go. So, there you, you go. So, yeah. I, was,
2: I was playing to my theme. <laughs> yeah. And this is one of the complaints
1: about the game, is that the technologies are <laughs> shuffled up. There's no tree. There's no yeah, tech tree. Yeah, there's no tree.
0: tiers to it. Yeah.
1: Um, you just sort of build to it. I will say this, not just because of today. John, not just because of today. I do think the technology track is the most direct way to win and possibly the strongest strategy in the game. But
0: it may only work if you get the right sort of cards. Well, but but you can influence it so much by just how you pay your resources and sort of what you pay in resources, you're guaranteed to get more of that. So if you do more of an area, you get more resources to do more of an area that in that area in later turns.
1: And that, over and above that, the the other reason I think this is possibly one of the best strategies. And again, I may find this is different over time. But I think it's one of the strongest strategies to go technology heavy. Uh, because a lot of the technology cards will feed technology cards. cards. Yeah. And you can get triple scoring on the technology cards. cards. I mean, tonight, with your scoring and the multiple ways you were able to score off your technologies, you scored over 100 of your 200-and-something points off of technology cards. Like, that's a, that's a significant amount of points. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then to the take, for example, like, saying, you know, how it's a really strong strategy. If we take the exploration, for example, it's a really high-roll strategy, in my opinion, because the whole thing is you go into space, and you get these random space tiles, if you get certain ones, it's absolutely ridiculous and bonkers. Well,
1: and I actually didn't share this with you before, um, but... So, Benjamin won his first game off of Exploration. hmm And, right, Exploration... Yeah, no, you ex- did Exploration and Tech.
2: I did Exploration and then a little bit of Tech. I think yeah. I went, like, halfway up the Tech and, board.
1: But the three space tiles that you pulled and played... <laughs> They're the only ones that are like they are the three strongest tiles. Yeah, and they just happen to come up together in our first game.
2: And I can't remember; it was there was also some effect where. uh or no, I'm I'm a little bit confused there. I was thinking I had like some extra effect that let me play more tiles, but no, that's just uh, no.
1: You only played the three. but, yeah, it, was only but it, the was, three. it was It was a was little like
2: crazy. The perfect three, but yeah. it, it's like a really high rolly strategy. Well, with technology, for example, it's very consistent. I feel yes. compared to like that, and um, science too can be very high rolly. And military is is good, but it just I don't know. I the thing I might about me-
1: military, it, it, military I think depends a lot on your your civilization, your civ card. Mm-hmm. If you have a civ card that benefits off a of military, you'll do great. Hmm. Right? Either something like nomads where you can protect your military in controlled spaces. Um, you had one of those once that let you explore additional spaces. Um, like something that lets you get a lot of control. One of the things on military, though, is I think you can only score military. I think you can only only double up on the military score. Hmm. So because you can only double up on it, you're only going to be getting potentially nine-ish Right, so you'll get eighteen where at one point you had twelve technology cards, thirteen technology cards? Something in that neighborhood. And you were yeah. triple scoring that. Yeah, yeah. you had thirteen because you got thirty-nine points. Yeah. Plus you hit another point that was like and go again. Yeah. So like there are some really at the at the end game and to be fair, there's some huge point swings in the last couple of turns Anyways, but technology is very consistent mm-hmm. all the way through. Um, I I think we've been pretty clear, right? We're all really positive on the game. Mm. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's very good. Um, game. Very good. What did you think about the scoring, John?
0: The scoring was interesting. Um, I think... Well, you guys know this better than I would. It seems like you should focus on engine building during the beginning of the game, as opposed to sort of sacrificing um, getting more points later to go ahead and get a couple points early game.
1: Hundred percent. This is an engine
0: building, building game. game. Yes. 100%. So you're so you're building to get points consistently and lots of points consistently. Yep. So you get so you. Keep so you, you basically build a base and you keep building on top of it.
1: So, there's a couple of places I see this really play out. Um, I don't know if you saw it tonight, the six or seven points is the highest point value you can get on the military dice. I was actually doing more conquering a military tonight than, than either of you really were. That said, I passed up the six point victory points several times to get another resource. Yeah. Because that let me stretch my turns out to get more of a base built oh. and move things forward on the different tracks. Um, the, you know, uh, putting buildings out, putting buildings out, not only your little income buildings, not only earns you points, or I'm sorry, not only earns you resources and uncovers the points, but then when you start to look towards that, if you build an engine that includes your track that you want to focus on, and another track. There's an there every building gets extra scoring on a track that doesn't award you that building.
0: There you go. Does that make yeah. sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So uh, exploration scores the military buildings. Right? Yeah. So you know, there's, there's lots of things like that in the game where if you build that engine and just move with your engine. Yeah,
0: and technology scored science and military.
1: Right. So so there's a lot of that going on, and I think you can just sacrifice points. One of the things I really like about the game, and it's really impressed me from the beginning, um, and this one, one of the reasons I ask about the points. This is a game that from a, a – you everybody starts out even. I found it to be, everybody starts to build, and I'm limited, and then I'm a little less limited, and then I feel like I can do a lot, and then I'm like, oh, look at me, yeah. and you have a big final turn. And your scores, you get a little score, and you might jump up, and you're like, I got six points, and then it's like, ooh, look at this turn, I got eight points, and then it's like, I just scored 50 points. Nice. And then it's like, uh, yeah, okay, listen, sit down. I just scored 100. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> now yeah. let's move to end game scoring. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it really, it, may, it gives me that feeling of the, of a civilization progressing. So this is where I do say it has that civilization feel and skin, even though I'm not sure it's a civilization Station game, it's game. an engine builder. Yeah. Um, now, the other side of that, uh, not other side, but... In addition to that, uh, I know my reaction, and Benjamin, I'm interested to yours, when we opened up, uh, so Benjamin and I played our first game, played the first game when this came out, I opened up the rule book and I'm reading the rules, and it gets to one point, and literally there's a note in there, I don't know if you saw this when you scanned the rule book, and the note says, um, you know, here's how you do your scores, when you hit 100, put one of your cubes here and move back to the other side of the board, Common scoring in this game is 250, 300, and even sometimes 400 points. Hmm. And and I don't know, like, if you remember, I remember reading that being like, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Oh, especially when we were like, first game, and we were like, you know, on the. Probably the second age or yeah, something. Thirty and or a, forty points we're up. Thirty or forty. Or, okay, I think like, maybe
0: we're really bad at this game. Twenty playthroughs. Yeah, I have Yeah, then then maybe you're starting to talk about it in in those terms. I haven't but.
1: seen. I'd have to check my app. Um, I haven't seen a four hundred yet. I'm trying to remember if anybody's broken three hundred in the limited games I've played, but we're regularly in the high hundreds, low twos.
2: Yeah. Even to mid-tiers. Because I think, uh, what was it, 230, or something was like the highest we've seen here. Yeah.
1: And John was on the two and 200-teens tonight.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, John.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Screw that guy. Yeah, taking my <laughs> technology from me. Jeez. Oh, Do you
1: think there's any strategies? I mean, obviously there's going to be. Is there any blatant strategies that don't work?
2: Huh? Blatant strategies that don't work.
1: I, mean, I guess. Is there any newbie traps? Do you think there's a newbie trap in this? Uh, way?
2: newbie trap would be to go strictly for the cheapest action. Um, I could see where people go like, oh, you know. Sure, it cost me three resources to go up this track. It only cost me one to go up this. So I'm going to spend all my resources doing all the really cheap actions, Okay, I guess, as a newbie trap I could see. Um, Because they go, you know, I can do more actions per age if Mm -hmm. I do the cheapest thing all the time. Right. Um,
0: Bill, you mentioned that there was a city board that was going to be difficult to work on if you were a newbie in one of the civilizations that wasn't newbie friendly.
1: Yeah, so... I have played the other city board and I can't I gotta look at them again to figure out which one it was. It was none of the ones we had tonight. There is a city board, it's the one I played against my wife that is challenging. And I say it's challenging because the way the areas every one of the city boards, and this is how I this is how I remember. One city board does not have a three by three open space.
0: Yeah. Well, and now that we're mentioning this, I think this is an excellent game, but I think they may have missed a trick or two. Okay. So what I think they could have put in here is a couple of suboptimal civilizations and a couple of suboptimal city boards, and you would give that to the guys that had played this thing a, lot. a dozen, 20 times, Right. Um, and then the guys that have only played, you know, it's their first game or their second game. You know, they get the regular stuff. Or even, you know, if the experienced
1: like, gamer handicap kit. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's an expansion. That may be the expansion that's coming out for this. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. No, I, no, but, I, mean, I see what you mean. Okay, like, Yeah, yeah but you guys challenge. have played the games.
0: Um, where <laughs> you sit down with the guy and then after a couple of conversations, they've played Scythe 32 times or something right. like that. And you're like, oh yeah, you literally had this mapped out in your mind. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: that's never me. Yeah. But. That's
0: not us. <laughs> but every once in a while you run into that person and send, then if you run into that person, they could be a great guy. Um, uh, however, <laughs> They will very quickly find out that there's not a lot of other folks that want right. to play Scythe play with, with them, them. Unless they've also played Scythe thirty times. Well y- you It's know? like
1: the people who immediately yeah, I like there's that one board that one board combination of Scythe where they're like, Don't ever play with this. Yeah. And it's the guy who sits out of the table and goes, Oh, we're picking boards? Can I have this one and this one?
0: Yeah. It's like industrial Russian. I forget exactly yeah. which one <laughs> it is. Like, yeah. And no. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, there's a possibility. So there are there is a board. I, I'm almost convinced that it either doesn't have the the clear nine, or there's something else on the board. But one of the boards is actually very tough. So once you start placing, it's kind of hard to fill in some of the spaces. Hmm. Um, the second thing, and I just don't think it's good for first games. Now, funny enough, I've never had the option for this this civilization. Except in my absolute first game when we opened it and I pulled this one out, looked at Benjamin and went, I'm going to return this because I don't think. And it's called The Futurists. The Futurists have online, in many of the reviews, possibly one of the most controversial comments about them. The Futurists get twice the amount of resources when they start. And immediately move to the fourth spot on every track. But they don't get the buildings. So they miss out on the landmark. So that was something we didn't mention. And it's kind of late now. But when you go up and you hit the starting spot of each section of a track, there's a big building landmark there. That then fills a bigger space on your city board. So futurists jump the entire first section. So they start with resource wild, and advance from there. But they're one full section up on every, every section of the game, every piece of the game. They they miss out on four landmarks, but they start with twice the resources.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I really want to try them. I if Even if I don't try them out, I really want to try a game with somebody playing that. I just want to see how that I do, too. Goes. I
1: do. And when I first... So Man vs. Meeple on their review... Of this of of tapestry some one of on their playthrough review, one of the guys was playing the futurist, and it was funny because I had missed that they get twice the resources, that they go up to two on mm-hmm. all their resources. So because again, I told you, uh, Benjamin, when, when I pulled it, I was like, I don't think this is a good one to start with since we're skipping part of the game. Let's just put this away. And not that it's unbalanced. Don't know if it is or isn't. Well, then one of the other guys I was talking to is is this friend of mine, Keith. He's like, well, I don't know how he was doing it, but he did this. He did that. And I'm like, okay, in four actions, he's out of actions. So what else could he do? And and since they're already up in tier two, two actions, they're out of actions. Like even if they're conquering and stuff, he's like, I don't know, but he did like eight actions. And then he was in, and I was like, how the hell is he doing that? Well, <clears throat> well, huh. You start with twice the resources, yeah, yeah, and then you conquer, explore, and everything else. Yeah, okay,
2: yeah, it starts to make sense. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> excuse me. So there is also a couple of um, so the futurists and one of the other ones um, are conflicting societies, civilizations. It's not yours. It's not the heralds.
2: The Amish.
1: No, it is the Heralds. (laughs) Actually, it is the Heralds. No, 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 no. Um, There's one of them that says something about if you're the highest on a track, and that civilization starts at one, and and if they're in the game with the futurists, the futurists are already four spaces ahead of them in the game. Oh, yeah. So they already start to negate each other. So it's there's some things that don't necessarily work great together. But I'm still not sure that unbalances the game to make it bad or a trap. I just wouldn't play it in the first game out. Yeah. Yeah. So, final thoughts?
2: Uh, It's a great game, and I look forward to playing it some more and looking at some more of the combinations of it.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's great game. Yeah. Same thing. I want to try the different combinations of all the different um, civilizations see how much the different city cards have as far as adding to the to the game um i don't know if ben if he just it's maybe is it just the same puzzle just different ways to figure it out or
2: yeah at, at least that's the way that i've i've seen it okay. it hasn't been like you know oh i have to think about this a completely different way it's just uh, you know it, it just so that it doesn't you don't have a set strategy when you build the the city Yeah. Really.
1: Right. No, I agree with that. Cause you're really just trying to grab as many buildings as you can <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> piece, piece, piecemeal them in.
0: Um, and this, I mean, this is sort of a dorky suggestion, but, um, what if I, this is kind of going to licensing, but you could almost as a promotional thing. What do you think about like promotional or sort of licensed
1: civilizations? for the game mm. the spring fling civilization <laughs> this <you know, laughs> spring. spring fling tapestry cards yeah
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i see where he's going with this <laughs> uh, i like it i like yeah. it john um <gasps> the gamers
0: lounge there you go yeah. yeah or or you could do something you know or you could even do like orcs and goblins and you know Stuff like that, too. Yeah, I
1: guess we could go that way, too.
0: Yeah. That doesn't sound as, That doesn't sound as... Yeah. Um, but you know what? It, that might be actually something, like, really cool for, like... um, As Bill mentioned, like, for gaming clubs and for hobby stores.
1: Yeah, that would be... A, that would yeah. actually be really cool. I mean, even licensing it out to, like, be more fantasy trope or whatever, I could see... I can see skins of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really... I really enjoy... The game. I have looked for reasons to play it. Or you know what would be really ridiculous? I'm
0: sorry oh, to interrupt you, Bill.
1: Ridiculous.
0: Um, if you had a big hobby store and you could get a promotional technology card that had your hobby store as one of as the one technology the upgrades
1: on there as a miniature. Well, see, but that's the other thing. Because the technology, that's- the technology cards also have buildings in them.
0: Yeah. So the so the building would be the hobby store. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I like it. Ooh. Huzzah hobbies. The tech card. <laughs> I do like that. Bravo, John. Yeah. I like that a lot. Huh. I have all sorts of thoughts now. Hmm. I mean, they could start
0: off big and do like, here's the Adepticon card. Here's the Gen Con <laughs> card. Here's the Dice Tower Expo or whatever it yeah. is card. <laughs> yeah.
1: Packs Unplugged card. There we go. <laughs> no, that actually would be really cool. I could see it going that way. So, uh, ridiculous thought was better than my... The only thing I don't like about this game. Hmm.
2: The
1: timing has been tough. Black Angel got here. Then Tapestry got here. Then Tricarian got here. Man woe is me too many games
2: life is so hard right (laughs) life is hard
0: that work thing bill if you could figure that thing out that gets in the way of all kinds of stuff that's important
2: it
1: really does i think we have to solve the other problem first so i didn't have to pay bills okay then bill wouldn't have to get paid
0: there you go. Then you just have to <laughs> f- solve that problem for everybody else, so right. they have enough time on their hands, so they can. Be right, like,
1: because me getting enough time does not solve the whole problem, unless <laughs> I want to play a bunch of solo games. games. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tapestry. Our rating is very positive. Go play it. Email us. Tell us about it. Post go, on Facebook.
0: Go bug StoneWire Games and tell them to make you know. Cool the spring promo. fling test card. Yes, yeah, the spring fling tech card.
1: The gamers lounge tapestry card. There you go. Jamie, I'm here to work with you. I'm here for you, baby.
0: Let let the let the hobby stores 3D print their stores and then, you know, give them a tech card.
1: God, so what do you put be, how what would, do you put at the yeah. bottom level of the huzzah hobby card?
0: Hmm. Buddha.
1: But I'm been, oh really? You get a you get a people? You get a Buddha? I, I, oh, wait, I, wait, wait, wait. I see where wait, you're going. I like that? see exactly where you're going. Yes, doing. I agree. So, so the bottom level, you get Joe. Uh huh. <laughs> and then when it moves up, you get the store. Yeah. <laughs> but it's but it's the cleanest building on the table. Uh huh. <laughs> with that, we're gonna say goodnight night. Good night.